When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To understand what Frank Isola versus all of South Florida, Israel Gutierrez, Marcel Louis Jacques, and George Sedano. Tag your it national battle. NFL's tag window open. KC's position with Chris Jones is tricky. His tag number is huge. A long term deal would be massive. His play in the Super Bowl was super galactic. What the champs do with Jones and Legereus Sneed and oh, maybe Mike Evans. Around the horn. Ice Cola representing New York. Rudy Aaron for Lornell. Marcel Louis Jacques, Miami, and George Cedano from Miami for LA. There we go. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. It was fun. NBA extending its all-star break means no games right now. So the only thing on anyone's mind still is that all-star game. Sam Amick's piece in The Athletic that the in-season tournament's money incentive sets precedent that if you want effort, maybe the all-star game needs a bigger money bonus. Mm, as of now, it's 100000 for winning, 25000 if you're on a losing all-star team. George Sedano around the horn of you. You were there in your eyes. Is this a money thing, an honor thing, or no thing? Uh, Tony, no, it's definitely a thing, and I'm with Sam. You know, to quote the great Rod Tidwell, show me the money, okay? Mm. It's a family motto, as Rod said in, in the movie. And you've already done it with the in-season tournament. And the in-season tournament, not only did you get those guys to play hard in Vegas, but the games leading up to it, you got those guys to play hard. So I, I think when I watched that game, I thought we were going to do okay because, yeah, they weren't playing defense in the first quarter, but the pace of the game, they were running up and down the floor. They were trying to get dunks. They were running in transition offensively. So it's like, all right, maybe we're going to lead up to something here. But then it just, like, went to a snail's pace even on offense where you saw there by the fourth quarter – they were barely walking out there. So it was a travesty, unfortunately, for the fans. Like, the audience, they were, they were dying for something interesting to happen. It wasn't until Tyrese Halliburton, at the end of the game, got a couple more shots that the crowd got into it. It was as dead an audience as I've ever been around at an All-Star uh, game. You believe more money would make for a better All-Star game. Frank Isola, I, I open the floor tournament. to you. Well, first of all, Jalen Brown receives a $1.7 million bonus for making the All-Star game. Julius Randle, $1.6. The sneaker companies pay them. If we take George's idea, you know what I'll do next year? I'll tell the All-Stars, two years from now, we're going to tell the league, we're not going to try hard unless you now give us more money. Whatever happened to it being an honor to be in the All-Star game? Do you know that Dr. J and Larry Bird spoke to the players before the game and asked them, can you guys try hard? Everybody wants to be like Mike. Everybody wants to have the Mamba mentality. Do you think those guys would do that? They'd go out and try harder. Maybe expand the roster to 15. It's all, you only need 10 guys to play hard. Play the guys that will do one thing, try. That's all you need, guys that will try. Mm. 
Sells ice in the winter, sells fire in hell. Fred Guy sold. Israel Gutierrez to you. Yeah, the NBA All-Star Game for a few years now has reminded me of a Matthew McConaughey line from the first True Detective. It's a misstep in their evolution. They became too self-aware. It used to be where Michael Jordan, Larry Bird would bring that same competitive fire to the All-Star Game thinking, hey, this is part of who we are. This is what we do. We compete against the other conference. Then slowly you just started realizing that guys just stopped doing that. You just started realizing that, hey, we don't need to compete here. Kobe Bryant would get booed for competing too hard. Russell Westbrook got a little little bit of that, oh, I tried too hard for an All-Star Game. And it's mind-boggling because especially now, Adam Silver has done whatever these players have wanted. He has done everything LeBron James has wanted, giving him a week off during the All-Star game. Just reciprocate. Just do me a solid and make that game competitive. There's no long list of injuries from the history of All-Star games. Okay, just do me a solid and don't ask for $500,000 to compete for one game when we've already given you all these things. And so that's what it's going to take. It's going to take somebody to do that and be over sort of the social media uh, joke of, oh, you're trying too hard. This is a conversation we've had before. Time is a flat circle. Defense is a flat foot, right? We've had this conversation. Marcel, you cover the NFL. We had this conversation there in the Pro Bowl, and they scrapped it, basically, and made it flag football. Please go ahead on your thoughts this weekend. Tony, I think the only congratulations less heartfelt than Adam Silver's after that All-Star game is the 72 Dolphins to whoever, if anyone ever, breaks that undefeated record in the (laughs) NFL. There is clearly no incentive for these guys to try right now. The risk of getting hurt and being out for their ultimate goal of a championship run is not outweighing the benefit of providing a fun, entertaining game in the middle of the season. I think the best way to incentivize this is not financial, but it's to give home court to whatever side. Uh-oh, here we go. Okay. But whatever Did side this work wins in baseball? the That's my question That's to you. Crazy. You're serious about that? Because in baseball, that has I'm, been panned, was panned, beyond belief. You think it works in the NBA? I don't think it works at all, which brings me to my next point. I think we're approaching a post-All-Star game society. Do we actually need the game itself? The dunk contest, the skills competition, the three-point contest, we're all infinitely more interesting in the game that we saw on Sunday night. So if this is the product that we're going to get, I'm not interested in seeing it. I think Scott Van Pelt was right. If you don't care... I don't care. I don't. I don't want to see 200 okay. points against no defense. Or Sedano back in. I could go play 2K and get a more entertaining game than that. Yeah, Tony. Look, ultimately, I think it, you know Frank and Izzy do have a point. It comes down to pride. But we've seen that this generation of players, they they don't care. They've got too much stuff going on to have. Because here's the thing: they get spread thin in a way. And I know no one wants to hear this because it's millionaires. Yeah, I was about to say they, they have a lot of thin. stuff going on. We all got a lot of stuff going on. I don't think they're worth things. I, okay, well, forget it, like- Tony. That you guys just give them all the points then, because it's not gonna. You're not gonna hear the players' aspect of this. You're just gonna hear "Get off my lawn, I solo the whole okay. time." Okay. Well, ahead, if, if you talk to some players, and I know you did this weekend, right. please share. We heard Anthony Edwards there. That was criticized to some. But you also heard Jalen Brunson. He was proud to have been a, on a team that scored 200. Yep. And he's young. Right. Yeah, Tony, ultimately it's this. It, it's just all – like these guys have a million commitments they have, while they're at the All-Star game. I'm not saying that, that, that they didn't previously, but they have them more now. So – they want to be able to focus on the game. We start complaining that they don't play hard in the regular season. We don't, they don't play in the hard in the All-Star game. But then we give them these, these – we put them in these situations where once they play the playoff games, 
We sit here and we marvel and we say, why can't you do that all across the no, board? That's true. It's just a different generation. These guys are built differently. So we saw the incentive of money be a thing that got them to play hard in December, which we hadn't seen done in the NBA in a decade. So you know what? Money does motivate people whether you like it or no, not. No, no, you're not, you're not wrong with that. You said something interesting that um, they're built differently. And I wonder what came is as well as part of that, right? It's something I would just pause out there is how people view the game now. Marcel, you said it a little bit. The only thing that matters is rings now. The only thing that matters is the postseason. Is that for the benefit of the game or for the worst of the game, Israel? Oh, it's definitely not for the benefit of the game. When you look at somebody like Anthony Edwards, who hasn't really had a deep playoff run, wouldn't you rather say, hey, I'm going to lock this dude up and let him know when it comes to playoff time, I'm going to be there. It's going to be more serious. Instead, it's, hey, I'm taking every shot left-handed. This is just a big joke. Like, it's just all a mentality. And it was just started at some point, and just the slope just went got too slippery. And here we are. It has to take some sort of personal pride in it. I don't think the money's going to be in that. Right, guys, Solo, I'll give you the last word. You know, I think telling someone to try, I'm not sure that results in get off my lawn. And by the way, did you say that to Kobe Bryant in 2019 when he asked the players to try a little harder? And elite athletes are not worried about getting hurt. If they were, they wouldn't show up at all these cockamamie pro-am games over the summer and play on concrete in Rucker Park or on a slippery court in Seattle with Jamal Crawford. So spare me how everyone's afraid to get hurt. Stop. <laughs> there Stop. was a bad Stop. word in there, but man, man. did get hurt in one of those. George, you can have the last word. I'll, I'll, now that, that the, the argument is put three versus one, George, I'll give you the last word. No, I mean, listen, I'm not going to – Isola's going to take the, the easy route here because he's Captain Easy stands. But what I'm telling you is we have proof in the pudding. You guys were complaining about December games for a decade. The and we got them to play hard to the because the money motivated them. Mm -hmm. I'll give you points, George, in the idea that the in-season tournament is something that was generally, you know, people were – A surprise that they level. played as hard as yeah, they did. And it worked. It did work. One more thing from this weekend. Saturday night – on some level was better, but not much better. Edwards shooting left-handed, Doug's lacking. Curry Ionescu delivered and was thrilling, and even that came with an exception. Kenny Smith took criticism for his comments about how Ionescu should have shot from the women's line. And then there was an exchange Reggie Miller set in motion when Miller said, Smith, you wanted Ionescu playing with dolls, which he didn't say, but just the invocation of that to many put a pall over the moment. Here is Kenny Smith with Stephen A addressing it. Actually, I was advocating for her more than anything else because basketball is all is muscle memory. Right. So he practices from one range, she practices from the other. There's even a study, I think, with somebody throwing darts, the guy who throws darts. Okay. And if you move him out one step, his accuracy changes dramatically. UNESCO chose the distance, says that's where she shoots from, Israel. Uh, it's just a shame in this situation where you should be prepared. If you're calling the situation, you're calling the battle of the sex, you should be prepared to speak about the moment for what it actually is. Now, that's not to say that people weren't talking about this the way Kenny Smith was talking about it. Fine, you can bring that up, but then further the conversation and understand that this is about women being able to say, hey, the sky is the absolute limit. And then you have him sort of mansplaining it in his apology. I don't need to hear from you why you think Sabrina Ionescu should have been shooting from a closer distance. Unless it's coming from Sabrina Ionescu herself, don't need to hear your explanation on it. Just tell me why it's culturally significant, and I don't think I got enough of that. Instead, we get more of this. Marcel Louis-Jacques? Yeah, I think, Kenny, what he said was 
factually correct, yes. Like it, it? it is probably what Steph is – hear me out. It is probably what Steph is used to, but he missed the point of this competition entirely. It was to even the playing field with the exception of, I think, the ball. Because if, let's say, Sabrina did shoot from the WNBA line and then she won, that section of the population that didn't even want to watch this event to begin with is just going to flood comment sections saying she got a handicap, she was helped out, she got a handout, this doesn't prove anything. So the whole point was to do it on the same stage to prove that the difference in between the games is essentially non-existent. And for the record, 26 points won the actual NBA three-point contest, did it not? And Steph Curry beat her by a money ball? Like, I, I think he was way Coach off the Dano, line. your view of it all? Tony, look, I, I understand, too, what Kenny was trying to say. And I don't think there was any malice behind what he was trying to say. We live in a world where everybody parses their words and, like, all of a sudden wants to pile on. I, I'm going to take the guy's resume here and say that he's an advocate not only for women's sports and for women playing basketball, but women in general. Like, I'm not going to go down that path with him. Um, but I also think that the the thing about that makes TNT captivating is the rawness of the conversation. I didn't necessarily love Reggie piling on, but that's the rawness of those guys' conversations on a nightly basis when they're on that platform, uh, whether it's on the game broadcast or in the studio. So that's just kind of what I took away from it. I, I, I think that Sabrina did break the glass ceiling in some ways, right? And I think that she deserves a lot of credit. I, don't, I just think Kenny went about it wrong. Right, guys, so... Listen, if she had scored a 10 and then you're thinking, right, she should have shot from closer. I didn't like the idea because I thought she was going to shoot from the WNBA line. I thought she was tremendous. Going into the weekend, the biggest name in basketball was Caitlin Clark. Sabrina Ionescu stole the moment on Saturday. She handled everything. Steph Curry handled everything perfectly before, during, and after. They were champions. I think we need Absolutely. to have a conversation, and this has happened with the story in the last couple of weeks. The great Cheryl Swoops and the great Caitlin Clark. Factual inaccuracy hedges opinion is not opinion. It's just factually incorrect. It's wrong information. How do we know this? Well, again, an age is not a debate. That's not up for opinion. Caitlin Clark is not 25. She's 22. We talked about that one. We had the, the 40 shots per game. She doesn't shoot 40 shots per game. Okay, we talked about that. 19. Look at the shot chart for Sabrina Ionescu last year's WNBA season. This is not from the WNBA line. This is further back. This is information that's readily available. So if you to tell me this is where she shoots from, that information is out there. And for commentary, you should have that information. Without that, in the absence of that, you just say, I was wrong, and you move on. We'll move on. Buy or sell next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from above the Heineken River Deck. Tag window in the NFL. Kansas City and Chris Jones. Woo! His tag number, 32 million. His cap number, even higher. Top five quarterback level. So there's the risk of disgruntlement versus the long-term massive money versus the other pieces they can make a play with. Can they make Jones and Legereus Sneed happy? Could they bypass one and go for Mike Evans, Marcel Louis-Jacques? What should the champ's priority be? I'm going to nip the Mike Evans idea in the bud right now. You just want back-to-back Super Bowls because Patrick Mahomes turns mid-tier receivers into good receivers when it matters. Look at what happens with rookie Rasheed Rice. I don't think they need that, but Chris Jones, he just sealed the Super Bowl for you not two weeks ago. He's your most important defensive piece, and this is now a defensive team with an otherworld quarterback. You focus on that side of the ball, sign him long-term, whatever you want. If you're winning, you don't care about the budget. (laughs) Yeah, I like the way you spend money. Uh, George Sudato, how about you? Tony, the two most important defensive positions are cover corner and pass rusher in whatever order you want to pick. You pay both the guys because it's all monopoly money. We've seen teams (laughs) sign guys, move the bonuses around, flip the money around. You can continue to backload this thing Mm -hmm. until you pay them what you need to pay. Nobody spends other people's money like you guys do. Frank Isola, where, where are you on the priorities for the champs? Yeah, you need a great quarterback to have that. You need someone that can get the quarterback. That's Chris Jones. Look at his performance on Buffalo's final drive. Look at his performance, as Marcel mentioned, in overtime against the 49ers. The guy is worth his weight in gold. I'm bringing him back. And Israel Gutierrez. I don't think it's that easy of an answer. The way you hear other wide receivers talk about Snead, he's also a couple of years younger than Chris Jones. I know the money says, the cap situation says, hey, you probably extend Jones, tag Snead, and then figure it out after that. But I think the way Chris Jones talked about it during that parade, maybe he'll take a little bit less. Maybe you can find a way to extend both because they seem to be talking about hometown discount. Uh, Frank Isola, current conversion, Chris Jones' weight in goal is 9.3 million. So it's actually much more. He's worth much more than that. There you go. (laughs) Fire sell two. Angels report. Going to play Mike Trout and then Anthony Rendon back to back. Tell me if you could spot a difference. I think the easy way out is just ask for a trade. Um, You know, there might be a time. Maybe I'm loyal. You know, I want to win a championship here. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here. All right. National panel, you demand honesty from players. Israel, buy or sell Rendon there? Oh, I'm selling Rendon so hard. If I were Mike Trout and heard that, I would have come back out and said, not only am I not asking for a trade, I'm asking that Rendon get traded. Because if you can't come up with any sort of enthusiasm in the preseason and get past your distaste for the media to do anything other than say, hey, this is my job. It's not over my family. Look, we all understand. Family first, default place for all athletes. But at least talk about your job like you like it. Frank Isola. What happened to the guy who played in 146 games when Washington won the World Series? He had two home runs, eight RBIs in the World Series. He says it's his job. You're not doing your job well. You're spending way too much energy arguing with fans and fighting with the media. 
media. Focus on the game and start playing a little bit better and play more often. You're always The hurt. specifics of what happened, many, many injuries. Some flukish, some just natural terror. Can that be factoring into his mentality here, I would ask you, George Sedano? Uh, Tony, yeah, I think he's soured uh, on just the, where he is in regards to the game. But it is a job. Like, fans don't want to hear it. I'd prefer my players to be like Mike Trout, don't get me wrong. But there are plenty of people in sports that feel like Anthony Rendon, that this is just an end to a me or means to an end. Marcel Lujacques. Hey, Nikola Jokic can treat it like a job and go play with his horses because he's won a title and he's there. Anthony Rendon's played 36% of 500 possible games since signing that massive deal with the Angels. Maybe sarcasm isn't the way to go here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time, George Dano, Marcel Louis-Jacques, Israel Gutierrez, Frank Isola. We're their weight in gold, which I think is $30,000 a pound. Uh, yeah, <laughs> taking a break. More than that. <laughs> is over. Showdown next. Bad math. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. More aggressive honesty. Here's a slight patina of Rick Patino ripping St. John, his team. <laughs> Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally, about five guys of slow laterally. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. And our toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all my years of coaching. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. That was over the weekend after losing to Seton Hall. He's followed it up this week saying he wasn't ripping anybody. Israel, how do you hear it? Well, I find it very impressive that Rick Pitino's hair slowly turns the color of the team he's coaching. But no, I hear that as uh, unacceptable. You cannot call out these players and tell them exactly what they're doing wrong to the media. You're trying too hard there, coach. Don't do that. All right, guys, Sola. Chris Mullen, Mark Jackson, and Walter Berry are not walking through that door. That's what he really wanted to say. He sounded like Deion Sanders. Blame the players. Blame the assistant coaches. Everybody but you. Rick Pitino, Whoa, you got all that that's money. a spicy take, take coming from... From my soul as well. Yeah. We'll move on. Showdown two. You could create your own starting five. What's your team? It would be me, LeBron, Steph, Kevin Durant, and I'm going to go with Bam out of bio. Frank, <laughs> some have noticed Giannis not on that list. Something or nothing. Well, he's, he's boys with Bam Adebayo. He wanted to go to Miami. What you don't know is that maybe Giannis on his list has his two guards as Steph Curry and Drew Holiday. The player that they acquired oh, to man. get Damian Lillard. You are all heat today. Israel, how'd you hear it? You can force him to play in Milwaukee, but you can't force him to be friends with Giannis. He's better friends with Bam Adebayo. <laughs> he wants to be in Miami. He had that list ready to go. Mm-hmm. Frank takes down all of South Florida. It's that New York culture. Wow. Isola, FaceTime. 
Let's keep that theme going. What do Tony Reale, Tony Soprano, Frank Isola, Frank Sinatra, Whitney Houston, Bruce Springsteen, and Queen Latifah have in common? Jersey! The 2026 World Cup Final. That's right. Jersey, baby. Not LA, not Miami, not Dallas. They're playing the World Cup Final at that absolute dump called MetLife Stadium. But guess what? I can walk there. So I can't wait. USA, Italy in 2026, baby. I'm all over it. Hitler. You had Bon Jovi in there too, right? You better have had Bon Jovi. I forgot Bon Jovi. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry about that. So when you're on the Garden State Parkway Sorry. going down, you have the John Bon Jovi rest stop. And when you're there, it says you're halfway there, huh? That's right. We're living on this prayer here. George, Marcel, Israel, Frank, thanks for your time. We'll see you tomorrow around the horn. Oh, and he hits it.